Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Scooby Snacks and Chats podcast here on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network. It is me, Felipe, the Brazilian Dragon himself, and yes, I'm hopping back into the Mystery Machine to bring you more Scooby-Doo content. Now, let me explain. Uh, We were on hiatus for a little bit. You can think of this as your first Season 2 episode. Uh, Jacob has been super busy, and we wish him the best, but unfortunately we weren't able to coordinate schedules on a consistent basis, but I was itching to do the Scooby-Doo podcast, so with his blessing, I decided to revive it on my own, and that's what we're here to talk about today. I've already recorded the first episode of Season 2. I think I'm going to drop this one first. At the end of the day, who knows? You could see this one second, but... Just uh, look out for a Scooby-Doo podcast with the great Lindsay, who's previously appeared multiple times. Now, I want to take this opportunity to look back at where we stand with the Scooby-Doo, because it's been almost nine months since our last podcast, and I've missed you all, and I've missed these characters. So uh, I have our little document that Kate, Jacob, and I had been using throughout the the journey, and I'm going to look through it and maybe change some of my rankings from previously to uh, some updated rankings. Now, uh, I did change something during uh, Scooby-Doo, The Mystery Begins. I changed uh, Samurai Sword from a 4 to a 3.75. So that's the only spoiler you're going to get. That is uh, just because as time has gone on, I think I can look at these movies in a different light. So let's go through everything. Um, So let's start back where it all began. Scooby Goes Hollywood, which premiered on December 23rd, 1979. Uh, remembering this movie, uh, from what I remember, Scooby goes to Hollywood. It's more of like little vignettes of different genre spoofs. There's like a uh, 70s roller rink sort of thing. Uh, there's a Fonz parody. There's a Western parody. I remember Kate really enjoyed the glue uh, visual gag. Uh, Kate rated it a 1. I rated it a 1.5. We had no guests and the average was 1.25. Um, yeah, I feel like this was definitely low tier Scooby. I don't think it was the worst of the worst. Uh, by any means. I enjoyed it for the Hollywood spoofs. Uh, WandaVision definitely did it better, though. Uh, I think I think for now, let's leave it at 1.5, and we can always circle back. Um, next up, we had the bonus episode, The Nutcracker Scoop, uh, from Lindsay, uh, our most recent guest, or the next guest that you'll hear from. Again, TBD. Thank you for being patient while listening to this, but uh, she brought this to us. We decided to talk about it. This premiered on December 4th, 1984. I gave it a 3, Kate gave it a 2.75, and Lindsay, as she talks about on our episode, gave it a 4.5. I remember this episode being great because at that time, I think we had already watched the Boop Brothers, but we hadn't recorded our podcast. The average was a 3.417, and I think it's good. I definitely am going to hold it there for now, but subject to change. I think... The lower tier numbers, I'm probably not going to mix around too much. It's more of like differentiating what's a 4.5 within scenarios that they have multiple. Um, so let's go on to Scooby-Doo meets the Boot Brothers. Now, I did not like this movie, fam. I did not like it. It was so boring. It was a treasure hunt that went on and on and on and on and on. No, 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 no. I cannot watch this movie again. 
It was so boring to me. I know Kate liked it. Kate famously loved the, uh, the, I gotta make a call. Which call? This one. Help! I know Kate loved that line, so we had no guests. I gave it a 0.75. Kate gave it a 1.5, average of 1.125. Uh, and yeah, this was the worst of the three so far. I think everything seems good on my end for now. Up after that, we had Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School, released October 16th, 1988, almost a year to the date from the Boo Brothers, which was October 18th, 1987. Apologies for not mentioning that a second ago. Uh, we had a point... Uh, I gave it a 3.5, whereas Kate gave it a 2.5. It's another one of those uh, real-life sort of the monsters are real multiverses for Scooby-Doo. Um, it averages out to a 3. And this one could go down. It's a great movie, but let's just see while I go through the rest of these. Uh, if it's just 3.5 because it's in the doldrums of Scooby-Doo or if it's actually really good. But actually, upon second thought, maybe it will stay around where it's at. Um... We got Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf, a 2, a 1.25, originally airing on November 13, 1988. A 2 seems generous because I don't remember Shaggy's girlfriend's name in that one. It started with a G, I want to say. It's not Gagula. That's not her name. Or Greta. But um, she, she, I vaguely remember her. I remember, I don't remember a ton of this movie. I remember there was a bop, like a jazzy bop scene and it was just like a racing movie it was fine i think a two might be too high it, looking at this i'm like oh scooby goes hollywood was better than this but maybe i didn't feel that way i don't know i don't know um this feels okay for now like if i ever do another one of these maybe i'll change it then but i guess this is fine like truthfully i don't remember it as much but i don't care enough about these early movies um, respectfully, I know that might be sacrilegious for a Scooby-Doo podcaster to say, but I don't, I don't have enough of a, of affinity for Reluctant Werewolf or scooby Goes Hollywood that I'm mad at it not changing. So, uh, just to reset, that was a 1.625 for the average between me and Kate, uh, sorry, Kate and I. Now, Scooby-Doo and Arabian Nights, that dropped September 3rd, 1994. Now, this movie, abhorrently racist, Kate gave it a 0.25, and yes, I completely get why, and I support that. Uh, the only logic that I had to not give it that was because I was actually enter, not entertained. That's not what I want to say. Uh, I was actually invested somewhat in this movie. I, it held my attention for the wrong reasons, for sure. Uh, a majority of the time, but um, I guess I'm rating on a boring scale, not a problematic scale. Not to that Scooby Doo and Arabian Nights was not at all appropriate and should not be held under like an important lens it was awful to watch however i was able to follow it more and more invested in it so i'm going to stick to what i said at the time 0.75 is our average score um and it does take our lowest spot and even to this day so yeah uh, Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island, oh, what a relief when we got to that movie. September 22, 1998 was when it premiered. Uh, this was the first Scooby-Doo movie after I was born. Um, I gave it a 4.5. Uh, Kate gave it a 4.25. Jessica and Sarah of the Shit 90 Shows joined us. Jess gave it a 4.25. Sarah gave it a 4.75. Average of 4.4375. That's a lot of numbers. Um, I think this is top-tier Scooby-Doo. I think 
I could honestly move it to 4.75. Uh, and I'm going to go do that because it is that good of a movie. Um, especially as I've watched more and more, I think that needs to be understated. So a 4.5 is our first official change here on the scoreboard. Uh, Updance, so we had Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. We were joined by Aaron on that amazing episode, Talk Everything Hex Girls. October 5th, 1999 was when it dropped. Aaron, Kate, and I gave it straight fours, leaving it with a solid four. And at this time, I feel that is a good marker. However, again, open to change it. Uh, Scooby-Doo Project, which was a spoof of the Blair Witch Project and aired in interstitials on Cartoon Network, dropped officially October 31st, 1999. Uh, I gave it a 0.25. This was the worst thing I've ever seen. It was not authentic to the Scooby-Doo characters. Daphne was so mean. I did not like this. Kate loved it. As we know, Kate loves horror. Kate is a horror fanatic. A 3.5 is what she gave it. Um, so with that, a 1.875 bumps it up from where it honestly should be. I'm sorry, Kate. I love you, but this movie was so bad. Um, anyways, Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders is up next, October 3rd, 2000. And we talk a lot about that because our guest, once again, was Lindsay. And Lindsay was on the podcast that you're going to hear next. I think I've officially decided that you're going to hear it on Thursday. So uh, none of this will matter to any of you. But Lindsay joined us and talked a lot about her dislike of how this ruins the concept of Scooby-Doo and these four movies because she likes the mask reveal of a real human and their science behind it. She doesn't like the in- intermingling of science and of uh, magic in real life um and this one was like magical these are real monsters so uh i i completely hear that uh this was one of them where they're really like it's space and space aliens so october 3rd 2000 i give it a 3.75 kate gave it a 4.25 and Lindsay gave it a 1.75 leaving it with an average of 3.25 um this is definitely not as good as witches ghost and i stand by that again we'll adjust if needed in a minute uh, next up, we have Scooby-Doo and the Saturday Night Chase. This was one of my favorites growing up. This was possibly my favorite. Um, I don't. I think it was on the same level as Zombie Island when I watched it for this project. However, growing up, it was my favorite, so I don't know if I give it more of a bias. Uh, it premiered October 9, 2001. We were joined by Anjali uh, of the Throwback Now Y'all days. Uh, we talked about Lizzie McGuire, and you can find that in the Brazilian Dragon podcast feed. Things around episode 30-ish. Um, Anjali gave it a 4.25, Kate gave it a 3.75, and I gave it a 4.5, leaving it with an average of 4.16, repeating 7. Um, if I had to put it down in writing, uh, Cyber Chase would probably get the nostalgia bump, although I think Zombie Island is a better objective movie. I think there's less plot holes. Uh, with that said, I think if that got bumped, I have to bump it up as well to 4.75 because I think it's genuinely on the same level. Moving the average to 4.25. Now, let's go to 3. Point, uh, sorry, that's not the name of the movie. The name of the movie is None of the Living Do. We were joined by the great Sarah Noir. Um, October 31st, 2001, it was a parody of Night of the Living Dead. I like this one a lot, lot better. It had David Cross. It had, um, oh my God, what's his name? What you talking about, Willis? Oh my God, what is his name? What you talking about willis let's see who it is i literally know his name what you talking about willis uh uh, gary coleman oh my god that was abhorrently rude of me to not know gary coleman's name and it took me like a minute of googling it wasn't even soon i apologize gary coleman rest in peace um anyways so um he was in that david cross was in that uh Big Bag Voodoo Daddy, I think, is the band that's in that. Uh, so that's that's what they have here. I give it a 3.25. Kate 
Kate gave it a 4.25, and Sarah gave it a 3. So we're all in agreement that this is better. I think, yeah, I don't think it's as good as Ghoul School, but it, I think it was definitely funnier, and because it was short, it held my attention. I actually talked myself up to potentially moving up to that range, but um, maybe it has... No, I'm going to keep it there because it had the advantage of being a shorter project. Now, we get to the most perfect movie in uh, Scooby-Doo history and one of the best films of all time. Scooby-Doo, live action, June 14th, 2002. Happy 20th anniversary, uh, 11 days ago of recording time. But yeah, right now we're getting to Scooby-Doo, the original uh, Scooby-Doo live action, directed by James Gunn, written by James Gunn, not, not directed by James Gunn, just written, sorry, correction. Um, any, wait, was it directed by James Gunn? Oh my god, do James Gunn, let's see. It was not directed by James Gunn. It was directed by Raj Now, Okay, I'm so smart. High five. Um, who directed the second one? Now that I'm here. Sequel and reboots. Uh, same person. Anyways. Uh, we brought on Scally to talk about that podcast, that episode. Um, I gave it a perfect five because that's what it deserves. Kate gave it a 3.75 because she's a hater. I don't know why Jacob has the score. He wasn't here yet. He gave it a 4.25. I'm gonna uh, delete that, keep that. I don't know. Uh, now let's round it up. Hey, Jacob, congrats. You get to keep your score. This guy gave it a perfect five because he had taste for this movie. So it's a 4.25. No, sorry, 4.5. I don't know how to read. Uh, what am I, Leah Michelle? Am I illiterate? Um, if you can't read, it's totally okay, as long as you're not Leah Michelle. Uh, anyways, let's get to Scooby-Doo and the Legend of the Vampire. March 4th, 2003, we were joined once again by Aaron because you know we gotta bring on Aaron whenever you wanna talk about Hex Girls. Uh, I gave it a 3.75, as did Kate. Aaron gave it a solid 3, leaving it at 3.5. Now, let me compare it to Night of the Living Dew. I think Legend of the Vampire was definitely better than that. I think it's around the same tier as Alien Invaders. If I had to pick one over the other, I'd probably pick... Alien Vaders. No, 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 no. I think I... This is a retro... I think they're actually neck and neck. I think this is actually perfect because I am struggling to bump one over the other. Um, I could probably talk about it and get a decision eventually, but I don't want to make this a long podcast. This is a preview show. Y'all deserve better. Um, anyways, Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico was Jacob's official first podcast. Kate had to step away at that point because she got a role on Barry and season three just finished and I'm so proud of her. Um, I'm just a hateful friend who hasn't even watched Barry because I am what? Rude. So I need to rectify that as soon as possible. But congrats to Kate Evans. Go follow her on Twitter at tears you apart. Uh, I believe it's named after uh, her favorite song from her favorite album from a band called Finish Ticket. Also, as always, you can follow Catherine Evans on LinkedIn. Uh, that was her always her request at the end of every podcast. Follow her on LinkedIn. Um, you can follow me on LinkedIn if you so desire. I would love to connect with podcasters out there especially. Uh, but anyone in the film and entertainment industry can LinkedIn with me, especially if your name is Nicole Byer, because you are hilarious, and I am obsessed with you. Not in a stalker way. I just, you're hilarious, and you give me so much happiness. You're not listening to this. Why am I talking to you? Anyways, podcasting by yourself is a lot harder than it looks. Let's go back to Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico. Number one thing from this movie, the song in the movie, Viva Mexico, uh, bop. Absolute banger. Pure boppery, as I once said with Dr. Amanda. Uh, yeah, so The Monster of Mexico came up. That was Jacob's first podcast. I give it a 4.75. Honestly, that could be a perfect 5. Uh, Jacob gave it a 4 because he's a hater. 
and 4.375 is the official results. But you know what? Listen, objectively, I think Scooby-Doo live action is better. Objectively, I think Zombie Island and Cyber Chase are great movies. But I think this was my favorite movie to watch besides the live action Scooby-Doo. So, you know what? I'm moving it to Perfect Five. Oh, this was released only like a month after my brother was born. So, next up we have Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed, where we brought my friends, Tigger and Poop. Just kidding. No, they're Navi and Will. And Navi was being a real hater. And we'll get to her in a second, because we have beef right now, Miss Navi, um, because of the score that I forgot you gave. Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed hit theaters on March 26, 2004. Uh, I gave it a 4.25 because... If I remember correctly, it wasn't as strong as the first one. However, Scooby-Doo and the bunny live right free in my mind. And I know that was polarizing, but I fucking love that bunny. That bunny made me cackle so hard when I watched it. Uh, Jacob gave it a 4.5. Um, I think I'm going to bump it up to Jacob's score, but Navi gave it a 1 because she's a what? A hater. Um, we still love Navi in these streets, though. William, on the other hand, gave it a 3.5. And I, I think... Jacob, you're not on this podcast, but you convinced me 4.5 uh, because I really do think it's stronger than I was giving it credit for. And I think it's better than uh, anything. Oh, we don't have a 4.25 yet. Okay. Anyways, let's go. Let's get crack-a-lacking. Uh, Aloha. Oh, no, 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 no. We got to get Scooby-Doo, the Loch Ness Monster, released June 22nd, 2004. Oh, happy, happy uh, 18-year anniversary, I believe. Uh, recently just passed. Uh, I give it a 3.75. Jacob gave it a 3.25. And now Miss Lisa. Miss Lisa Holmes, winner of Survivor New Zealand Thailand. And I'm sorry for spoiling you, but I'm not really because she is my friend. And she deserves all the accolades and applause in the world because she did that. She did that. 15, no, 17 others could not do that. But she did that. And I'm so proud of her. What a rock star. Anyways, uh, she chose violence. And she was being what? A hater. Because despite the fact that I love Lisa... She was being a hater. She gave this a 0.25, and I thought it was hilarious. And I still think it is. Uh, but she's being a hater. I don't think it was that bad. Uh, she didn't have to sit through Arabian Nights. It's okay. Lisa's probably the person, her and Navi, that I most expect to listen to this. So apologies for calling you both haters. Uh, you can form an alliance and vote me out of Survivor New Zealand All-Stars uh, when Lisa brings us on as her loved ones. And then she gets rid of us. I don't know what this scenario is, but we stand Lisa and we stand Navi. So go shower the, with them with love. Um, I gave it a 3.75. Yeah, I think that's just about right. I think, I think the scenery is more memorable. I think if I had to go into my head, pick one, Alien Invaders, uh, Legend of the Vampire, Loch Ness Monster. I think I'd pick Loch Ness, Loch Ness Monster to rewatch because I think the scenery was so... Was my favorite of the three. The other two are very deserty when they have a lot more location they can play with. Oh my goodness, why am I coughing so much? We are almost there, my friends. We have what? Six left? Uh seven left. Okay. Next up we got Aloha Scooby Doo Doo Doo. No, it's only six left because the other one was recorded and you don't get to hear the spoilers. Aloha, Scooby Doo. Great movie. Shout out to Brighton for those amazing notes. Still ever in my head. Jacob, what the hell? You were being a hater. 3.5. That's hater for this movie because this is a fantastic movie. 4.5. You know what? I'm going to be bold. I like it so much. Um, you know what? I probably put it at 4.5 because of the cultural appropriation. Never mind. Uh, the Mexico one, I can't speak for Mexican people. Uh, I am Latino. Um, 
maybe that allows me to look the other way and that's problematic to me i should be more understanding but you know what that movie slaps so much um whereas aloha scooby-doo i have no uh pacific island uh ancestry so i think i had to bump it bump it despite the fact that it was a pretty great story um four solid four average scooby-dooby-doo where's my mummy uh, we got the great Juliet joined us. Uh, she is fantastic. Her and Jacob gave it fours. I gave it a 4.25. Now, let me think. I like the Tomb Raider aspects of it. Uh, yeah, 4.25 seems fine, but then there's a movie here that we're going to have to re-examine uh, the, the podcast scores because uh, this is definitely worse than the other movie. Uh, well, okay. Now we gotta sing, because we have four left, so like Tiana, we're almost there. Scooby-Doo, Pirates Ahoy, that was with Touchdown Tommy, my new neighbor. Uh, 3.5 from him, 3.5 from Jacob, 3.75 from me. I don't know what I'm thinking, because honestly, as much as I had fun recording that podcast, I I think the colors were amazing, the color palette was. Um, I think Legend of the Vampire, Alien Invaders... Uh, Loch Ness Monster were all better than it. I think I'm going to put it at 3.5. However, I can't allow the ghoul school to be at that level, so I'm going to put that at 3.25. No, I'm going to put that at straight 3. Um, and then I will put, uh, where are we? Pirates of Hawaii at a 3.5. Because I think that's two, two chunks better than ghoul school. Uh, next up, we had Chill Out Scooby-Doo with the chaotic AJ Norris, who chose violence, as always, and like a hater, gave it a 0.75. It was not that bad, AJ. Uh, Jacob gave it a 2.75, whereas I gave it a 3.75. Uh, I think that is also a reach. As much as I love AJ, I think I'm also going to knock that down to 3.5, which is even a 3.25, but uh, I'm not feeling that, that mean today. Uh... So, uh, let's just finish this up. Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King, I gave that a 4.25. Jacob gave it a 4.75. I, the average of 4.5, I don't know. Maybe that's because that was one of my favorite podcasts to record because that was right after Jacob and I met IRL and we had a grand old time and our relationship was at a chaotic level on that podcast. I might want to bump that up, but it might just be podcast bias for that episode. And then finally, we got Scooby-Doo and the Samurai Sword with the great Nicole. She gave it a 3.5. Jacob gave it a 3.5. I gave it a 3.75. But right now, I'm going to change it to a 3.5. And honestly, I'm going to change it. No, no, that was fine. That was fine. 3.5s all around. Now, what you can expect to hear from this podcast feed next is Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Begins with the great Lindsay. Um, and that was a lot of fun to record. Lindsay had a lot of takes on the fashion, and I'm so excited for you to all, he- all hear that. We do have a Scooby-Doo official Scooby Snacks and Chats feed on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, uh, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. Stay tuned to all the Brazilian Dragon updates on all social media, what the fleep, specifically Instagram. If you really want to know what podcasts are coming next, that is probably the best place to follow along. I do tweet them out. Instagram is probably the place I'm most consistent about like what you can see. And it's also visual. So I would recommend following there. Uh, Lindsay Bebo uh, coming up with Scooby-Doo the Mystery Begins. And then Dr. Amanda will be back to talk about a surprise movie that we've already recorded about. But I can't tell you what we talked about because that would be rude. Um, 
You'll see it in the podcast description on July 5th when it drops. With all that said, I appreciate you all. Uh, you know what I really appreciate right now? If you go to the Brazilian Dragon on Apple Podcasts, give it five stars, give it a review, tell people about it. Also, the Scooby Snatch and Chats podcast feed, now that it's live, would really help grow uh, as we rebrand the Scooby-Doo podcast. It would be awesome to get all those reviews, tell a friend. Um, and lastly, tweet at me, at WhatTheFleep, if you really enjoy Scooby-Doo and also... Uh, if you ever come to a Warner Brothers store and you see me, uh, say hi. I will talk about Scooby-Doo with you. With all that said, uh, have a lovely, lovely day. Bye, everyone. Hello everyone, Felipe from the editing room. Ten minutes after I stopped recording that last podcast, I went to go edit the episode, upload it, and my silly goose, Neck, forgot to talk about the MVPs and the LVPs. That's so silly of me. That is my favorite part of the podcast. Dunking on Fred, or defending Fred. Or looking at Fred. Oh, did I say that out loud? Nope, I did. I did, I guess. Um, now, Daphne's the favorite to look at. Why am I being weird? Stop that. Anyways, let's talk about... Where we go? Scooby-Doo. Um, I don't like podcasting by myself. It's a lot less fun, I will say. Um, anyways, let's talk about our MVPs and LVPs. So, according to this spreadsheet, I have given Scooby-6... MVPs, Shaggy 8, MVPs, Daphne 2, Fred 3, Velma 3, and Scrappy 2. So Shaggy is currently the leader of my MVPs, despite Scooby being a very popular character in my head. Uh, And let's talk about LVPs. (laughs) The irony of Shaggy having 8 MVPs and 7 LVPs. Scooby has 3, Daphne has 3, Fred has 4, Velma has 5, and Scrappy has 2. So Shaggy both is the frontrunner for me and the front runner for LVPs, and that's hilarious. It's kind of like Courtney on our turtle drama stuff. Um, check out We Want to Be Famous every Thursday, except for actually this Thursday, where Scooby Snacks and Chats will be in its place. Um, anyways, getting to Kate. So Kate has a three-way tie for four MVPs for Scooby, Daphne, and Velma. She has zero for Fred and Scrappy and two for Shaggy. Uh, her LVPs include one for Scooby, Four for Shaggy, one for Daphne, six for Fred, her least favorite character, 
Uh, zero for Velma and two for Scrappy. So Fred is clearly in the lead for the LVPs, while Scooby, Daphne, and Velma have four apiece. Jakob has five for Scooby, and that is his leader, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. One for Shaggy, one for Daphne, two for Velma, zero for Fred, and Scrappy for Fred. Now, Jacob, on his own volition, but also to represent Kate, dunked on Fred a lot. So, Fred also is the leader in Jacob's clubhouse with five apiece. Uh, Shaggy has two, Velma has two, zeros for Scooby, Daphne, and Scrappy. So, Scooby is his, his leader, and Fred is his LVP. In terms of our guests, we have three for Scooby, one for Shaggy, three for Daphne, zero for Fred, nine for Velma, and one for Scrappy in terms of the MVPs. So many people gave Velma's MVPs. Let's go through them. Jessica, Sarah, Aaron, Lindsay, Sarah, Noir, Aaron again, Navi, Lisa, and Lindsay again. So that's a lot of Velma MVPs, and she deserves it, but sometimes she gets them in sticky situations, and she's always breaking her damn glasses. Like, girl, glue that shit on your face. Anyways, uh, guess the LVPs. Scooby, two. Shaggy, two. Daphne, two. Fred, eight. Velma, two. Scrappy, one. Fred is the leader in the clubhouse. Let's see who's given Fred LVPs besides Kate, Jacob, and myself. We got one from Lindsay. We got one from Aaron. We got uh, Sarah Noir giving Fred another uh, LVP. Aaron giving him a second one. Navi, Will, Lisa all giving Fred LVP points. And TikTok Nicole dunking on Fred, aka one of the most iconic cartoon himbos, according to her. Uh, yeah. So that is where we stand with the LVPs, with Thelma leading with the MVPs and Fred with the LVPs. Now, before we get into the totals, let's go through some bonus ones. Uh, the Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, Aaron gave Thorn an MVP because that's her favorite hex girl. Sarah Noir gave Gary Coleman a Night of the Living Doo bonus point. Um, Scooby-Doo and Where's My Mummy, AAA, Triple A, I think that's a character with the camel, maybe? I don't remember. Jules gave him a bonus point and the camels. Yes, okay, I assume they're together. Unless they're, like, very different. Uh, Tommy gave Shaggy and Vacations bonus points. Um, then AJ gave Minga a bonus point for Chill Out Scooby-Doo. Tommy was Pirates Ahoy. And then Nicole gave Kenji a bonus point in Samurai Sword. Now, MVP totals. E tied for last place. We got Fred and Scrappy, three apiece. And I guess a fourth place? Uh... Daphne with 10. In third place, we got Shaggy with 12. And tied for first place, we got Scooby and Velma with 18 apiece. That is for MVP. So congrats, Scooby and Velma. Let's see how long you can retain your leads. LVPs, we got in sixth place, we got Scrappy with the least amount of LVPs. Oh, he's not in no, all no, the movies. He'd probably get the more if he was in more. Uh, then tied for fourth place, we got Scooby and Daphne with six apiece. In third place, we have Velma with nine. In second place, we got Shaggy with 15. And you know what that means? Fred with 23 is our LVP leader. Uh, quickly, Culprit Game, I explain it. Uh, we won't have to go through all of this today, but the Culprit Game is basically when we 
try to predict who the culprit is. Uh, because Jacob and Kate are no longer on a regular basis with us, I have taken their score and averaged that with the current score of the audience. So, Jacob and Kate combined had 21 points. The guests had 20. So, I'm sorry, not audience earlier. I meant guests. So, I averaged those two together. 21 plus 20 divided by 2. And that is 21.5. So, that is what they are starting out with. This season, my co-hosts will uh, compete. And uh, in with 22 points, I lead by 0.5 points. So, with all that said, now you go follow me on social media. Now you go... Uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast five stars review tell a friend share this on Reddit if you so please Um, just try to boost the audience find your Scooby-Doo pals hold their hands pop their earbuds in and play this podcast for them with all that said uh, not hashtag yummy 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 that's Phineas and Ferb which drops on Wednesdays on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network with all that said uh, grab your Scooby Snacks and I will unmask you at your next stay. No, that's copyrighted probably. Uh, Will, I can't wait to unmask you next time. No, that sounds weird. Um, I'll think of something next time. I'm going to go hop in the mystery machine, drive around a little bit. I hope you have a lovely day. Bye, everyone.